0: This episode is powered by Poddex.
1: This episode of the Talk and Pop of talking Pop of the Franchise and go, is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you want to check out poddex.com. Use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddecks are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddecks.com and use the promo code TALKPOP that's for 10% off your order. Now let's get you to your regularly schedule program. Hey everybody, what is up? It's Tuesday, you know what that means? It's time for talking Pop. It's the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, the franchise, of course. Joining me is my co-host, the one, the only, Biko. 2021, fellas.
0: 2021.
1: And guess what, guys? Biko is back into the nerd herd. He is back into the diamond sound now.
0: So, no more hearing him from a distance. <laughs> no, so, hopefully our our audio quality will be better this time around, uh, considering quality is gonna be the trend of, or and the topic of what this uh, episode is because we saw quite the quality movie on uh, New Year's Day, right? We saw it on New Year's Day. Um, oh yeah. So New Year's Day, we we t- we took a chance. New Year's even New Year's Day, we took a chance to spend it with our folks, you know, nice and quarantine, just us together, which was actually nice, because um, we watched the Munsters for most of the night. And it was pretty cool watching with their folks because they, we we grew up with that stuff, and and to watch it later on with your folks in the older age is kind of, it's a it's like a sweet feeling to have to close up the twenty twenty year of of just craziness. Um, I know it's not over just yet, uh, but you know with with the whole trend of of having good resolutions to look forward to, I think um, as far as I like to start off, thank you guys so much for supporting us through the podcast again. Um, it's it's really gives us uh, a good feeling inside to know that we have some good support so far, and we're we can only do this without you guys, and so we we really appreciate that, and it's nice to to see our demographics changing, and and we're getting more listeners from all over the world. I think that's amazing. Uh, obviously, a big shout out to new listeners, to uh, people following us throughout this year, and uh, we'd like to hope that we have another year of uh, growth, and just for everyone involved, and to make sure that we. Start this off on a good on a good wave as opposed to um, only focusing on the bad shit, although that's never going to change. So <laughs> we're going to do our best to try to, you know, be there together with each other and to make sure things go smoothly, um, considering the movie we just watched. Oh, yeah.
1: So pretty much what we did was, you know, the following day, New Year's Eve, you know, with being like social distance stuff, like pretty much we pretty much like. We did with our folks, you know, because, of course, we have a big extended family, but unfortunately, due to COVID, yeah. we can't all be together. So pretty much everyone pretty much stayed with their immediate families. And, you know, we celebrate the New Year. We, we gave each other a traditional New Year's hug. Um, it was just the four of us and, of course, our animal friends as well. Um, and pretty much we went to bed like an hour. And then the next day, our mom pretty much said, you know, let's watch a movie on Netflix. I'm like, it's been a while since it's been on Netflix. So she's like, let's watch a movie. I'm like, okay. So we're like scrolling down like the different choices that we have. And of course, uh, for people that begin Netflix, sorry, the office is no longer available.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah. We guys should talk about that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you guys haven't noticed already, considering Netflix is, uh, I, and I'm, I know I'm not alone when I feel about this, but their user interface is not, I mean, I know it's changed, but So not for the better compared to a lot of places just because I know there's other competition that their user interfaces aren't the greatest. But with Netflix, like you guys are like top dog. Um, You're in the culture and you would think that they would fix it, but they continuously make it to be more clunkier than it already is. And I know I've discussed this in previous episodes with Disney Plus giving me that same kind of gripe. The only difference I have between Disney Plus and Netflix, I think Disney Plus does well is not have a revolving thing of trailers playing while you're trying to cycle through the stuff. I understand what they're doing there. I get it. But at the same time it becomes super clunky like to navigate. The fact that it used to be very simple. My watch list, things I've watched that I want to watch again, um things that you that are trending and then things that are pertaining to you and then the rest goes to hog shit because they they made that like the complete opposite of what it was and mm. made it to where that you're you're basically pigeonholed into seeing their content, which I understand. It's a Netflix' platform, but with knowing that they've lost a lot of licensing at the end of this year, uh, including The Office being such an anchor for them, uh, it, it's. I know what they're doing. They're, you know, they want to play to the properties as they should, as any business would. Mm-hmm. But it, it, like, just when I was navigating it through it the other day, it took me forever just to get to my list. Even when I told you about what what movie I couldn't watch, we were showing and trying to see which it was. And it wasn't even on my list anymore of what I just watched. And I remember watching it a week ago to recommend it. A movie I was trying to recommend my mom to watch. And I couldn't think of it because my head doesn't run that way. But, like, it, they need to change that shit. Um, and so while we were on Netflix for the most of the New Year's Day... Uh, as as Fonz is saying, he he's like, let's watch a movie. I I came into this a little later on because they started the movie. I was setting up some shit on my own at the moment. Um, but the movie that they chose to see was Spencer Confidential. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's uh, I, let me, I can pull up a synopsis really quick of what it is, or at least a brief summary of what it is. It um, was
1: released last year. It was a Netflix original, so it shows like how much money that Netflix invested in. Um. <laughs> I think as soon as because you know like like people will say like pretty much you know on Netflix when you pretty much scroll on a movie especially if it's like a Netflix original they show yeah, like a little the, teaser of it yeah and for some reason my mom's like hey stop here and then she sees a little teaser she's like oh look who it is I'm like oh yeah it's Mark Wahlberg I'm like holy shit he did a Netflix Which, movie so I'm like yeah, okay
0: it's pretty household name if you guys don't I mean if you guys don't know Mark Wahlberg by now I mean if you especially if you have a big movie file of people then. I guess you are into different things. But uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg uh, was slapped right in the middle of this. I And I remember him talking about... Uh, I remember seeing a Post Malone interview because talking about he was in a movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was when he was talking about it when he was on Rogan, but I know I've seen him talk about, oh, I'm going to try to go into movies now. So as, as one should with their brand, because as a musical artist, you should brand yourself into other things. It just happens. Uh, the Illuminati opens the doors for you. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, so when it comes to this, I didn't realize that he was in a Mark Wahlberg type of film. And so, um, this, like we said, the film is called Spencer Confidential. It's uh, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg plays an ex-cop, better known for making trouble than solving it, just got out of prison and is leaving Boston for good. But first he gets roped into helping his old boxing coach and mentor, Henry, played by Alan Arkin, with a promising amateur, that's that's Hawk, who was played by Winston Duke of uh, Black Panther fame who is a, a brash, no-nonsense MMA fighter convinced he'll be the tougher opponent than Spencer ever was uh, back when Spencer's fighting days. So, uh, with, with the team of Hawk and Spencer, and he also gets... Uh, so, the main point of the movie is when two of his Spencer's former colleagues turn up murdered, he recruits Hawk and his foul-mouthed ex-girlfriend, Sissy, played by Eliza Schlesinger, a uh, uh, stand-up comedian, very funny, to help him investigate and bring the culprits to justice. This book is in, inspired by the works of Robert B. Parker's *Wonderland*, a best-selling novel uh, by Ace Atkins, and it was written for Netflix. So, you can lock, you can chalk this movie up to being based on a a best-selling novel. We'll say, hmm. um, and *Spencer Confidential* it ha- is quite the. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, Concerned that it was it was released in 2020 straight onto Netflix platforms, because it is a Netflix original, uh, studio original, you would, you know, that kind of, for these past couple of years, it kind of holds weight as far as, I mean, we see a lot of the streaming platforms coming up on the Academy Awards, and we're seeing a lot of success in that realm. So, you know, Netflix already carries this kind of standard when it comes to their studio productions. And um, you would think watching a Mark Wahlberg movie, you kind of, Understand what he's playing in. I mean, most of his movies are action movies, if not drama and action I mean, he's got plenty of good
1: comedy, uh, family movies yeah. too, and comedy films as well. I mean, like the other guys. Um, uh, Daddy's Home was a good one. Daddy's Home. Daddy's yeah. Home. I think the one my parents our folks saw was like the Instant Family with the. It was good as well. I mean, he's done various genres. Blending things, like, right? Yeah, different Ted. things. Yeah, like Ted. Ted like like, so he, he kind of branches into different genres. But something like this to me was like almost like. When I saw this, when our mom picked it, I'm like, okay, um, at first it was funny because it's, like, either it tries to be action, but at the same time, it tries to be a comic, so it doesn't even know what its identity is. It tries to be both.
0: Well, first off, it wants to really lay in home the, the Boston thing. Like, it's, like, that's, that's, it's not even a background, uh, set piece at this point. It's literally a character in the movie, uh, being from Boston, and, uh. As what I think Mark Wahlberg wanted to present, considering that he was he was raised in Boston, mm. but um, like that the first couple minutes of the movie, they, they I mean you watched the intro, but um, I came in maybe like 15 minutes later into the movie, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty much.
1: Surprising. Like the movie opens up, like he's telling the story, basically giving us a background of what happened to him. Like he and his partner were investigating um something involved with the police captain, something that was going on behind the scenes. So they go visit his home, and pretty much you know. They go, they're gonna ask him some questions. Also he sees the captain's wife all beaten up, so of course. Special loses his cool, ends up beating up his captain. Gets sent to prison for five years for it. For his trouble, and then it sets to where he's about to, he's about a few weeks away from him being released. It's this time. Of course we see Post Malone coming in. And of course, you know, he comes in and pretty much, you know
0: Plays a very minor character. Very minor movie. character, yeah. Um, but you know you gotta you cast these people to remain somewhat relevant, and I mean the guy who was playing, which is just another, uh, I guess, uh, Aryan Brotherhood prisoner in, in the same prison that Mark Wahlberg was in for five years. Um, you he was he essentially Mark Wahlberg got in a in a little bit of a scuffle with the neo Nazis in there. They try to like set him up, considering that he was already gonna be freed getting out from prison in a couple of days
1: but luckily he he was he they didn't punish him because he was self defense right they
0: they you know they tried to hit it, make a hit on him and it didn't work he defended himself pretty well considering he has a fighting background or at least his character does
1: he got served though uh,
0: but he did get cut a bit and uh good thing is like they had cameras in there so they check it out so he gets released and, and you know being uh I, I'm assuming he did get the felony charge obviously because he took his license away and all that so he can't be a cop anymore um, so he's, he's kind of back out in the free world and he's trying his best to kind of, uh, and know, I think he was
1: like taking like lessons to probably drive a truck. Yeah. So
0: much. like during his time he was, you know, trying to see what he can do in the, with the scrape by with him. So he's just starting himself how to drive semis and, and that's good, you know, because you don't you just need to get a CDL license with that. But, uh, yeah, we see him kind of typical to what a lot of people are coming out of jail would probably have to deal with. And, uh, that's just trying to find a good ground to, you know, somewhere he can pick himself off his feet again. Considering that his reputation as a former cop kind of holds more weight. um, As you can see as the movie plays out. And it takes away a lot of cliches from different um, directors and writing that we've seen from past films. um, Because nothing's original anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, just right off the bat, we we see his character trying to play this rogue cop, which he technically is. uh, A rogue former cop who's trying to clear his name and, and just trying to find justice which I like they 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 do a good job of holding that up that kind of arc line of where he, what he's trying to do because we don't know we don't know uh, what got him into the to essentially what like led him to him trying to pursue the captain like we only get glimpses right They want to play that that type type of uh, story arc
1: yeah, because it kind of leads to a bigger thing why because what happens is okay, he gets out of prison. Um and then he gets picked up by his former mentor, boxing coach played Henry, played by Alan, Alan Arkin. Arkin. Yeah. And then it's funny because he gets it picked up from him and then all of a sudden he sees like his ex-girlfriend of five years.
0: Well, to go and him. he's oh.
1: hiding from her, like he's avoiding her and stuff. Terrible and Boston, she's got said, Oh my god, yeah. the crazy I mean, I'm not disrespecting anybody from the Boston area, but somebody needs to teach her how to properly do it. I don't and, know. And she's she would, not
0: from Boston, so and we she's we not understand. From Boston
1: can I understand. Difficulty. I just wish Mark Wilber could have worked with her a little bit just to get that Boston
0: accent. And it's... She, you know what, though? That's the thing is that she does a good job of, of doing that vernacular. Mm-hmm. Is she what the of it or something? No, like? it's, we clearly know that she's not from Boston and somebody else doing a Boston accent. So, which is not crazy. I mean, we see English actors doing it all the time, playing mm. English. But that that's a, that's where my gripe is, is that we have English actors coming and speaking better English, playing American English better than our counterparts, which makes sense, but also what the fuck. So we see Elijah Schlesinger, which I don't want to throw under the bus, you know, you do what you can with the script and doing this Boston accent. And it wasn't terrible. It's just that, like, you could tell it wasn't as she really had to phone it in because it's so, given the script that she gave her, she tried to be like this hard note, like this Boston girl who like, yeah, his, her husband just got a fucking jail. You no, know? her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, I'm sorry, he's not going to, just got to jail and she's not going to be the happiest person because it's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You this all this happened all I know is that you're in jail and then you
1: know it cuts to her like throwing like his shit out of the house or something yeah, because he's so like he, so. you know
0: he's trying to pick up the pieces of his life again after getting out and and he goes back doing what he does best and that's like teaching boxing lessons considering he met up with his mentor so
1: his mentor like, takes him in and pretty much finds out he has a roommate played by Winston Duke who's named Hawk which okay I guess it's a nickname but um, and it's funny because then he sees his dog which is kind of funny with the dog it's like he sees his old dog, but he ends up going with with Hawk because Hawk took care of him, and it's like, and Hawk's like, he's an MMA guy, but I think he probably liked him more because he was more of the organic and.
0: Oh yeah, he was uh, very smart with, uh, you know, he was trying to keep a good lean, a good fighter's body, and, and he's a big. And then uh, MLR gambler. came with the freaking hot dogs, man. He had
1: nothing of hot dogs on his side of the fridge. Yeah, it's so like... he
0: was just eating hot dogs all day. um but, but we, we see all that happening. And, and then and
1: all of a sudden it leads to, like, his old captain, his police captain gets pursued, gets chased in the streets. They get into this, like, his schoolyard, like, school bus yard, and he ends up getting killed. And then, of course, another cop that supposedly worked with Spencer during his time as a cop also gets killed as well. And then, of course, you know Spencer decides to get involved with it because it was somebody he used to work with. Mm-hmm then he finds out his captain's always got killed, and of course he was a person of interest because he just got out of jail, and that's the last person that'd be up to captain, was, you know, Spencer. So so of course he runs yeah. in Driscoll, who was his old partner, now he's like big detective now, and of course, you know, you know, hey, buddy's catching up, old colleague's catching up, he just wanted to ask questions to be, you know, formal, just in case, you know.
0: He's trying to get some information.
1: Yeah, and then all Both of a sudden... Of them are. To make sure he wasn't nothing to do with it and stuff. Of course he's not because, you know, he's just, just got out of jail. He's trying to settle in. Of course, right now he's doing his lessons and stuff. Doing his truck driver lessons. All of a sudden, you know, he finds out this other cop. And they, I forgot his name, like, Terrence or something. Is it Terrence Goodwin or something. Gets killed. They find his body in a car a car across from where his wife was working. And, you know, they try to rule it as a suicide. But you can tell it was obvious murder. And... He decides to get to the bottom of it, And of course. Leads into this big, you know, investigation, which leads to a big thing. Because I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but I mean, it's an action movie, but the same time it tries to be a comedy. It, 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 it tries. tries to
0: be, yeah.
1: I mean, it was funny for the fact that it's stupid, but the fact is, I don't know. To me, it was like there were certain parts in that film where the acting got really bad or the writing was horrible. Then the character development, like, the character Hawk hardly said shit. Like, there wasn't that much of a dynamic between Hawk and Spencer, which, okay, if you're going to make him, like, a buddy cop thing, give him more chemistry, you know, give him more time together. It's like, it was very few things where, you know, Spencer was trying to show Hawk how to do proper punches and stuff, because he was getting into MMA and stuff, and training him and stuff, but at the same time, it wasn't that much of a dynamic between the two.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, they 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 gave, um, what's, what's good about it is that, like, considering that, uh, we got a chance to kind of see what the, the well, not the author, but the person who took over the, the I guess you could say, the intellectual property of it and carry over. Um, they do describe it as them being, their, their relationship being very, it's, it's mainly like a companionship thing. So, like, they play that up a lot in the book because Hawk is a, a confidant that uh, Spencer has, considering that, like, yeah, from the outside, he's not with the cops, but he can use him as, a, like, his associate. And considering that he's the only people he can rely on. And so, for the importance of Hawk as a character from this, the novels, and then obviously, what, which is not out of the ordinary when it comes to books becoming adapted for the screen, uh, there's only so many directors, producers, who have done a good job with that stuff, and then obviously others who have to draw the line between appeasing to their shareholders and, and also appeasing to the source material. And with Hawk, we would the movie doesn't do the best job of really showing the dynamic and his personality. Yes. He's, he's like the strong silent type in this movie, but like the, the way Mark Wahlberg's character was trying to set him up on certain things. It's just kind of like, ah, uh, come on. Like there's not, there's not a give and take type of relationship. It's not the same, like watching, uh, like those lethal weapon movies, uh, back then with Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, their back playback with each other was pretty excellent. Um, they tried to do that with Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis. Uh, what with those, those, those cop-out movies? Um, the same thing with Kevin Hart. Basically anything that has to do with a, with a buddy comedy movie. Even the him and The Rock. And I think that's what they were trying to capture. Was mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. But this movie, compared to those type of movies, is that this was based on a book. So they didn't really need to do that. They had an outline they could have went on. And considering that the director and Mark Wahlberg have worked on many titles together. That, you know, that sort of chemistry they have with each other it would have worked well for this film and and that's the thing with this film it it, yeah it tries to be a million things that it it just doesn't want it doesn't work well uh as far as it being a comedy like you the one thing it does well is that you never know what you're gonna get Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's for sure um and Mark Wahlberg, considering that he's carried a lot of movies in the past, I, I, I see him carrying this one again, and it's not terrible. It's, it's Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg. Uh, <laughs> just like a lot of other movies that tend to happen when it comes to being action comedy. Uh, and it seemed like we got a lot more of the action than what the comedy is because it's a lot of lowbrow laugh, laugh like loing fruit type of comedies. Like uh, We got you know typical like, one-liners from the old guy, um, Hawk being a little funny sometimes with Mark with Spencer, and, and, and maybe like a couple of things we see him kind of rekindling shit with his girlfriend, but it wasn't much. It was kind of placed and sprinkled randomly. Um,
1: and then, of course, the funny thing was I had to say this one scene was when the, the at the Mexican restaurant.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's what, yeah. Oh my god, there's... dude. It, it, it's like, okay,
1: every time you see films, it's like,
0: Little, see tropes, little, little tropes.
1: When you, little okay, tropes okay you're gonna go order food, right? And then you see these dudes coming in, of course they give you the stink eye or give you like their dirty face. You mean something's gonna go down. It's like it's funny to the point that whoever says they're pissed off, they had gonna send four or five guys to go after them and all giving the on like, hey, we're here to take you out. Like they didn't have to say anything, but just they make it so obvious. Yeah. They made it so obvious, but look at it wrong, that whole sequence was funny in the sense was good, like action pack wise. You know, it they, they didn't pull the punches on that one, but it's just funny how you make it so exaggerated. Like you know, something's gonna go down, and all it takes for them to get that that stink eye, that stink eye look, just to look like, hey, we're gonna take you out. Like just not even saying anything, we're just giving you that stupid that stink eye look that hey, we're gonna take you out.
0: Walking inside of, yeah his Mexican burrito spot that you used to go to because he like shows a report with the owner and he's kind of drawing out time while he's scoping out the joint, even though it's so fucking obvious the way they. The way the the hit guys kind of set up the scene. So we get a nice little uh, Mark Wahlberg versus 10 guys with machetes. Which, yeah, machetes are a thing in Boston, apparently. Uh, when, <laughs> because the movie, like I said, the movie didn't start following the outline of the book until maybe on the, like the, after the climax is done. To where we finally see it like once it starts unraveling. And that's a problem. Because the last 30 minutes of your film shouldn't start unraveling the strings the strongest point of the of the of the that that was their climax and they're trying to end it that way and it's like what's the what's the point of doing this now we get this fight scene with the machete guys which was okay it, like it was entertaining for the most part uh but we should have got this a little earlier uh, like he yeah he does his digging and even that does is kind of sloppy at the same time because it doesn't make any sense. Have it's very inconsistent but once you get like an actual solid plot line, what's going on how who the people he's trying to help clear their names as well because there's a lot of um and what i like about that that's the thing is that like after seeing this movie and maybe i want to actually just go read the books instead mm-hmm. because i don't like the movie itself it's one of those to where you want to hope it does its justice because it has a big household name and somebody like mark Wahlberg. i mean this guy was almost the highest paid actor in a couple years ago so like to go to have a guy like that on Netflix right you know people are gonna be watching it post Malone's pretty popular with the young demographic these days like he's a noticeable guy like it's not hard to catch him from a crowd he has his lines his speaking lines in there um he does a good job of it for what it's worth he plays his part fine um, I would love to I would have loved to see more of Hawk uh, considering that like he maybe would have like these five to seven word sentences and even yeah. then it doesn't Necessarily carry the plot. It's more or less him agreeing, or, or, or more, or giving more exposition on his character. But it's not enough. Like yeah, it's like
1: he was more like agreeable. Like he, I just wish his personality was a better. Like it's like Lenny from fucking A Mice and Men.
0: Like he yeah, like he was
1: agreeable. Like he just went along with the plan. Like, like it okay. would better if he had more of a personality. <laughs> but it's good having a companion But it's, it's not your companions Don't have to agree with you on anything You know They can have different opinions on stuff How to approach things Yeah he It was like he just that. went with the flow Yeah And I the Winston Duke's a great actor But I just wish they would have Wrote better for him mm-hmm. they, were, they sure wrote better for him Alan Arkin was there as a comedic Like Just being in a comedic timing Basically Because Alan Arkin's done so much In his career And And for me There's one scene where it's him and the character Drisco, and they're having this banter back and forth. All of a sudden, there's like a five minute pause of no dialogue, and they're like looking at each other, staring at each other, not saying anything for five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's like hard. I don't, and there was no music at all, so I don't know what the what the f was going to say anything. I don't know if the director missed something, or Alan Arkin missed something, or the actor playing Drisco missed something, either. Either Driscoll was supposed to, lead, Alan Archer was supposed to say something to lead Driscoll back in, but they kept it on there. And to me, I was like, what the heck? That's the longest dramatic pause for five minutes of no talking. And all sudden, they start talking again. It was one of those, like, I'm not an actor, I ain't go to theater school, but to me, that's kind of a dramatic pause should last at least one second, like one minute, or even like 40 seconds. But for five minutes or three or five minutes of no talking between the two characters, it was pointless. It was like it wasn't necessary. And it was to effect. But like I said, the, we saw this film to the end. I mean, it's stupid, but action is not bad. I just wish the character film was a little bit better. Oh, and I get the way it was setting itself up, it was setting itself that possibly being a movie series, like a. A movie like, series possibly because I guess yeah. like I said like you said because it's like a series of books uh, But get uh, you guys to check it out it's on Netflix and like I said it's almost random things that we decided to watch on New Year's and you know it, it was something you know different you know <laughs> so definitely check it out Spencer Confidential Criminal on Netflix we don't want to spend this whole episode just talking about that movie but definitely check it out um rating wise if I have to give it a grade I will give it like a B minus oh god that's so generous
0: I would not give that it that's the problem is that like this movie this movie could have actually helped a lot if there was actually a coherent plot that followed itself um and I don't even give, blame the actors cause the actors did what they could mm-hmm. um I just didn't know I wish I knew what it was trying to be and I wish it I wish I knew what the the People who were making it knew what they what they wanted it to be, because and then maybe that's what messed it up too, was the fact that they did have to show some sort of semblance of what the story arc in the book is. But if you're going to adapt the book to the screen, you would think that they would actually read it. But I felt like they just read the Spark Notes and let's just get this piece piece. Let's make it work. It's fine. Everybody likes Mark Wahlberg, like and that's that's okay, but. When they, like I mentioned earlier, when it comes to a Netflix movie, Netflix never really they yeah they put out some stinkers they sometimes don't, but at the end of the day they they do put out some culturally culturally relevant movies that, I mean think of it of twenty eighteen going to twenty nineteen everyone was watching Bird Box I don't know where I have not seen that oh, film it's okay um it, it's not the greatest once you you watch it and, re, and you watch it a couple times and you realize oh okay that could have been that yeah yeah mm-hmm. but I mean everybody saw it I mean it made memes. And I don't know if they're trying to capture that crazy like, with this one specifically, because it did come out, I think, in the summer or something. But watching it now, it was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, this is a strange movie. I don't know. I'm sure, like, the people who are working on it had fun. Because, yeah, that, like, what I did like at the end uh, was the fact that they that they were able to kind of, like, wrap it up in the last 10, 15 minutes of what it was. But that's where I, my promise with the climax. It felt like it had two climactic moments because like we said, the beginning is okay it makes sense and then it just goes off on this weird thing of Mark Wahlberg trying to play, you know, trying to get information and then we get their serious moments in there which work! The serious moments do work sometimes they do work though it makes sense to the plot because it makes sense to the arc of his character and, and how he does have a right you know, heart, like a right mindset on what's going on, like he, it, it seemed like he never stopped his whole plan of of trying to figure out this whole internal investigation and the cops and what they're trying to do, because that's essentially what this movie is. It's like a, it's like a, a crook cop kind of movie, which is good. Like I feel like those have always been entertaining in the past, and we get something like this. and And concerning the title, you don't really know what to expect because Spencer Confidential can mean anything. It sounds like some kid writing a newspaper article for his fucking high school. Like he's the head <laughs> editor of the high school newspaper, and he finds out the, the the principal's banging the the head of police for fucking, I don't know, like, school lunch coupons. I don't know. Like, they're trying to do backwards deals, you know? But th- you that's why I'm just like, what is this movie called? Because I didn't know what the movie was called until the end of the Until the actually over was over. And, yeah, just like we mentioned, at the end of the movie, like, they're trying to set it up like a volleyball spike onto what they want as a series. And I could see that happening. That's why it's like, at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? If they make a second one, I'm probably going to end up watching it. Mm. It's because it's like... Wh- it's a good way to start off the new year of, especially with the, with a the hangover because it's like you want something you want to put something on that you don't want to think too much about but it makes sense it's like why people watch uh, Law and Order SVU all the time because at the end of the day you know it's going to end a certain way because yeah. it's procedural um, same thing with Criminal Minds uh, what's another show that's like the uh, procedural enough of um, House that was pretty procedural you know he'll the patient's always lying we always see that but he ends up saving a day but then he goes through his own you know, psycholog- psychological shit. So it's nice. It wraps up nicely. You don't get a feeling of like, oh, fuck, it's a cliffhanger. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Supernatural can get chalked up in there these days. i never seen it, but, I mean, 15 seasons in, I, can, I can, there's a formula that works. Um, and I think this movie was trying to take six formulas all in one and put it in a blender and make a smoothie. Because that fucking, like we said, we had no idea what it was trying to be. But definitely watch it because it's one of those movies that are like, it was, it was like bad good. <laughs> like it was good enough to where it makes sense and it's easier to grasp but then it's bad enough that it makes sense and it's easy to grasp that you realize why the fuck did I just watch this movie did it didn't make it, it's it's entertaining but it's also like what and then you look back it's like this is on Netflix and then think about it guys if this wasn't on Netflix I don't know if it would ever get like a studio house clearance in the major theaters even with Rona being a thing like holy fuck uh, I don't. I'm surprised Mark Wahlberg agreed to this, not because of the director ties, but the fact that like reading the script, it was like what? But you know, it's Wahlberg. I'm sure he's like, yeah, I can do this. Pay me like six million dollars, I'll do it. So, and we get Post Malone's film debut, as you could say. So eh, good for them. And like I said, like I, I did like the people that were acting. I just don't understand what they were doing. And to get Alan Arkin in there was just like, okay, I random as fuck. But uh. Hey, you know Wahlberg. If they stuck with the shtick of Boston long enough, I was I would have been holding in. But then, like, we got Tracksuit Charlie. I just like <laughs> Tracksuit Charlie. Oh my but, god! Yeah.
1: Tracks...
0: If you guys watch it, Tracksuit Charlie is the guy who steals the show because he's the only person in this movie who who stays in character, who plays it to a T. As this guy who's just the, the the drug runner, right? The money runner. The money runner. That's yeah. all he does. Plays it beautifully, you know? Just smug guy go, going through rap sheets. Plays it to the T. I think he should have gotten, like, a nominee for Best Supporting Actor. I don't know. <laughs> but he was fucking awesome in this true, movie. Played it towards the end. Like, just... <sighs> for for a police ring that was corrupt, it was so easy to fucking just fo- follow the nose. Like, what did he have to do? He didn't even use a computer <laughs> half the time. Wahlberg, he just used his... his like... His memory and then the like, other guy. The only got a police. computer
1: was just to uh, get the surveillance footage.
0: That From the it. gas station, he just got his ass kicked in front of. <laughs> like, that's all From it was. From the convenience yeah. store, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all it was. And what? He's like, that's a cable box when you have to open. You know, oh, yeah. Like, that was like, funny. Because... The cloud, the cloud, like, come on, bro. Like, even that was a little, like, no. But well, remember, he was in the prison then. for
1: five years, so I'm like, how is he going to know what the cloud is?
0: But that's the thing. It's been for around forever. Like, it's the cloud's been around for a good... Half, but the prisoners does use decade. the cloud, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, come on. But, like, yeah, you know, you gotta have some sort of disbelief in here. But overall, it was... I want to say it was a recommendation of uh, weird movies to watch when you're bored on a Saturday or have nothing else and you just want to, like, relax your mind and not think about anything mm-hmm. uh, too straining for a next... What was it, like an hour and a half, give or take? So, you see, an hour and a half movie to waste your afternoon with uh to like smoke a, smoke a, a joint or just to have a beer with you know just to hang out and it's smart well, it is entertaining i don't want to it's not terrible guys there's terrible movies out there it's not terrible it's just kind of like what did i just watch type of deals um something that maybe uh fucking what's his name bo burnham could have made up back in the youtube days <laughs> if he really wanted to but uh shout out to bo burnham excellent comic uh, but yeah holy shit i can't believe really we watch that still that's how we start our 2021 by watching a weird movie um and i think these companies and, and basketball all day because there's still a lot of basketball going on that day too um but yeah i wanted to i guess we could start off if you want to read headlines uh go ahead and I know, I know there's some like today uh i know there's a, a lot of political changes going on um with georgia's senate runoff race in in the works right now today people are voting in georgia um there's also some obviously the donald trump tape that came out that he was alleging to well essentially saying it's all a scam that they're trying to defraud the the voting process and all that stuff and he sounds like a a mafia crony in there as he talks so it's just kind of like I see some political pundits saying like, wow, Nixon would be rolling in his grave right now with the Watergate shit. (laughs) And they released this tape. And with Texas trying, they're going to vote tomorrow to see if they're going to redo the votes over there in Texas to see if Biden legitimately won over there. And if he doesn't, and Trump takes Texas, I still believe Biden still wins. Except Texas is a big state and has a lot of electoral votes and uh uh, a cousin of ours called me too and he was telling me that they would probably sh- they're going to shut stuff down in Texas if if the vote goes for Biden over there. That we're going to shut things down. Well because Biden's saying that he wants to he wants to shut down the whole country for like 100 days. But no, I don't hear any talks about giving people money. What's going on with that shit? So it's kind of like Really? Like he wants Yeah, to- he wants to shut it down for 100 days. That's that's what. How is he like-
1: going to expect us to shut down for 100
0: days? Like- that right. But you're doing business in in this government. Look, that's not gonna happen. Obviously, they're not gonna be able to mandate that everywhere. Um, but that's like one of the plans they wanna do, cause so they can uh, obviously lower the overload of hospital resources and to stop the the super spreading of the COVID. Even though we got a new strain here again, which was if you're yeah, because the UK yeah, because UK got hit with the strain. Um, We've we had in three states here already.
1: In the UK as well. They had to went to another lockdown again and yeah. as well. And I just read right now, I just pulled this up. Um Japan right now has also been to like Of course, you know, right now for my New New Year's resolution, um I decided to learn a third language. I've been studying Japanese through Duolingo. And I've been picking up pretty few well, but because I know my our dream trip is to go to Japan once they open up everything, but according to this uh Says so here, this article was printed yesterday, but I just wanted to do this in reverency because, of course, with um the winter, of the new year, new anime is coming out, so it's the winter anime. And of course, right now, anime production in Japan is kind of different because most of the animators have to work from home, something they've never done before. Um, same thing with like a lot of like voice actors, because you know what I know, I touch base with this, but it comes we here in the U.S. They can do voice acting, like voice actors can have their own setup at home and can do it remotely. In Japan, it was really different because sometimes these actors sometimes don't have the equipment and normally when they record, you see all the actors are in the same room and they're just sitting on one end and they go up to the microphone. So now they have to figure out a way to do like social distancing as well, which they did because I seen like screenshots of um the voice Japanese voice actors recording um My Hero Academia, and what they did was they're wearing their masks. But they had like screens, like separate, like screens separating each of the actors, so you know, to say the distance. I mean, they're trying, but at the same time, it's affecting when it comes to like convenience and stuff with shopping and getting essentials. But um, this is an article from Anime News Network, so I'm going to read a, a little bit of it. It says here Japan, the headline was Japan considers new state emergency in Tokyo, three neighboring prefectures. And of course, Japan, are prefectures, not like here, states. Um, Pretty much says here, Japanese Prime Minister. Yoshihide Suga announced during a press conference on Monday that the national government is considering declaring a state emergency in Tokyo and neighboring prefectures due to the high new rate of the new infections of the new coronavirus vaccine, so the new uh, strand. In addition to Tokyo, the state emergency will apply to Saitama, Kanagawa, Chiba to take effect as there is this week. It says here the national government can Canada stage and film theaters will not be subject to additional research. However, prefectures that have already planned to ask residents to frame from non-institutional outings after 8 o'clock. So basically, they're kind of almost, this kind of like a curfew almost. And saying they're also planning establishes that, that serve alcohol to close before 8 o'clock p.m. every night from January 8th to January 31st. And restaurants that do not serve alcohol to close before 8 o'clock every night from January 11th to January 31st. So they're, like I said, they're trying to limit it as much as they can because it says here: Tokyo reported about 884 new cases of COVID on Monday, the highest number on Monday so far. That brings the overall total numbers of cases to 63,474. The government classifies 108 patients as seriously ill. So, So they're doing their part. They're trying to limit people from going out. I mean, New Year's, pretty much, I don't think many people went out. I did not see, like, the New Year's celebration. Like, you know how they do those New Year's Eve mm-hmm. things? I bet you this year wasn't as bad because a lot of people were at home. But, yeah... Like I said, guys, even though it's 2021, this thing ain't going away yet. Now that we've got a new strand, because this thing doesn't, re- people don't realize this virus evolves itself. I'm going from host to host, it evolves. Takes whatever DNA can get, and it will adapt itself. And the problem is, it's like, you know, we're trying to do our part, but being social distant, wearing a mask. Guys, it's not hard to wear a freaking mask, man. I wear it to work. I wear it when I go out. Because it's one of the many things I remember before going out. I make sure I have my mask with me. It makes everybody feel safe around you. It makes yourself feel safe. It gives you that confidence to go out. But then you see these videos of these people that go out there. Saying they're too good to wear one. Or saying they have a medical condition. No it's not. There's different types of masks. Different people make them. People make them from home. To the point of people make them to help people. You no know, it's like. It's not hard. Other countries got used to it. Why can't us right? You look at countries like Europe. or look at Japan, which is pretty much the norm. When someone gets sick in Japan, they wear a mask. It was—it's it's a social norm. It's considered, you know, convenience over awareness. That hey, that way they'll know hey you're sick, but you don't want to affect others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's funny how you look here and you get people here that you know that's why you go to the story. It's a mandate. But right now it's pretty state. I'm surprised the government hasn't gone and issued a state a nationwide mandate. For masks, or even like consequences, but they don't want to do that. Why? Because they're afraid. We're here, but here at least here I haven't seen any problem issues so far. Everyone's been wearing their masks here and everything, so I haven't seen here. But yeah, I think it's more like more or less southern country, the southern states that the people that are so called entitled that are making a big scene about it. They would never act like kids than adults. You consider others they better, you know, start throwing tantrums like a three year old. You know, I'm of overwearing a piece of cloth. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I said, this year's gonna be interesting. Like I said, it's one of those things one of my things that I've been doing my new year's resolution was learning language. So like I said going back, I'm learning Japanese through the Duolingo. Um so far I did like five levels I was, like, hit a of one, right now I'm gonna hit a two, so I'm learning, like I'm learning like a few words. So like right now I can count to seven in Japanese. Um learning, you know, the basics like Ohio means good morning, you know. Yoru means night. Osaki oh, means alcohol. Yoshu means vegetables. So I'm learning like key phrases. I can count to seven in Japanese. Um, like I said, that's one of the things I want to learn. Because even though watching anime is so long. like I, I don't know, sorry about the Japanese language. It kind of fascinates me. The way now they have two different like. Same language, but they got different like connotations. Of it, like hirigana, karakana. So when it comes to like characters and stuff. And pronunciations. It got me interest to it. Interested in it. So I've been learning that. So that's like my New Year's resolution because I know people do them, but you know, to be able to do like the whole I'm going to go work out, you know I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and usually by the end of the month or they forget about it. As for me, I'm actually keep doing it because i like about Duolingo, it kind of like you know, I'm not promoting Duolingo or anything there's probably many other apps out there to me just like convenience. Because I just want to learn Japanese to so like the basics, just to have a conversation, like the basic conversation. I could probably go take other courses if I want to get like the more professional, like business style Japanese and stuff. But just trying to learn like basically the basics of conversational, and you know, and like about it is, it reminds you when it's time to do, time to do your lesson and stuff, which I do like. And they reward you mm-hmm. with things, you know, and they help you out and everything. And it it's big enough here we can like hear it so many times the pronunciation, so that way you can learn it. So definitely something if you if you wanna learn a lot of language. Definitely check out Duolingo. It's really good. Um, one thing, too, um, with 2021 over the weekend, um, one of the biggest things um, I saw was Tanya Roberts. Apparently, uh, at first it was reported that she passed away. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Tanya Roberts is, she was in Charlie's Angels. Um, she was in a double-70 film as well. Um, and also, too, she was Midge in that seventy show. I think me and Beekle, we probably know her as... Um, as Midge. From that 70s show. hmm But. At first it was reported that she. She collapsed. And she died. Being hospitalized. But apparently yesterday. Um. Her husband. Reported that she's still alive. That she's awake. She woke up from consciousness. That she was awake. And she was responding.
0: So fake news.
1: So it was fake news. It was like a premature. Almost like a premature. Not getting all the details type of information as well and you know and one thing i just see right now um speaking manga right now looks like attack on titan the manga itself i guess the um the writer just announced that this spring of this year the manga is going to end
0: of uh, which one
1: attack on titan oh and he right now said it is going to end. Um, of course, the anime, the fourth season just came out, which is supposed to be the final season, so it's probably going to adapt as much as can to the final arc. Um, I've been reading the manga. I barely got back into it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. But I haven't got back into the anime. I am going to try to get back into the anime. Because to me, the anime kind of like derived away from what the main plot of the manga that's kind of what turned me off a little bit. Because the art style doesn't even match what the manga art style is. But like I said. It's like interpretation. You know. I have to go with a grain of salt. Might go back and watch it. Um, but one thing. Um, I do want to make a shout out to. Um, the creator of One Piece. Um, pull up his name. Because I'm going to probably butcher it. Um, I'm going to butcher his name. Because I'm learning Japanese. But I don't want to <laughs> butcher So, I do want to take a big shout-out. Here we go, One Piece. I'm going to pause his name because I don't want to, like, butcher his name, but... Yeah, man. Of course, New Year's, slow connection. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ishiro Oda. Well um pretty much uh congratulations. Um your manga has reached one thousand chapters. Being the longest running manga series since nineteen ninety seven he's been writing. And he apparently he's still going. Um one piece if you guys have not read the manga. So far it has been collecting ninety seven volumes. It's currently ninety seven volumes. And um the anime was adapted in 1999. Four kids had their hand on with the infamous dub. But then Funimation got the rights to it. And pretty much fixed everything. When they took over in 2007. You know Crunchyroll has all side rights as well. But it's basically um. Definitely read the manga. And then watch the anime. Which is really good. It's the longest running anime right now. It's an 800 something episodes, So they're slowly trying to catch up to the manga. Um. And basically it's about this boy named Monkey D. Luffy, who hates something called Devil Fruit. And Devil Fruit pretty much um, gives you the abilities. But you gain these abilities and you lose the ability to swim. So there's a price you get, you pay. That's why they call them Devil Fruits. It's almost like a curse. Um, he has a dream of becoming the King of the Pirates. So he goes and gets this ragtag team of people that have different goals. And it's all about trying to find this thing called the, the this treasure called the One Piece that was left by Gold D. Roger, who was the first king of the pirates. And this series has lasted for so many years. It outlasted Dragon Ball, even though Dragon Ball was out first. But it outlasts all the current mangas that went out. It surpassed Naruto. It surpassed, you know, so many mangas out there. But Ichiro Oda always credits Akira Toyama as one well of the uh, inspirations for Dragon Ball. He always credits him for his inspiration to manga. And he I think he's also been fascinated with, like, you know, pirate legends and Vikings and all this stuff as well. So definitely check it out, One Piece. You can watch the anime on Crunchyroll, Hulu, um, Funimation, I believe it. I don't know it's on Netflix. Maybe it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's also on Netflix. I think they started um, showing the first arcs on Netflix as well. I know that Netflix is developing a live-action series, but Well um, san you know, pretty much, you know, overseeing as showrunner and producer. And he did say that he wants the cast to be diverse. Like, he even set out a spreadsheet. Like, a, a, a spreadsheet how each of these characters are what nations they represented, they were, they were real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He set out like, what nationalities to play, portray them. So, to make it more, like, a diverse. And that's a live-action show being adapted. It's been adapted to so many video games as well. But definitely read the manga. I barely... Even though I started with the anime first, I started to get the manga I like about this, like, Viz Media, Shonen Jump. They were. What I like about it is they did like a whole three in one book, so you get three volumes in one omnibus, which is kind of cool. So I had to go and catch up on that. Oh, that was nice. But definitely check out One Piece. I do recommend that. Um, it's a you know the traditional shonen trope. I mean, but you get a colorful cast of characters, their own personalities, and they evolve over time, which I do like the character development. There's some comedy in there, but the action is really good. I mean, watch the anime as well. Um, watch a sub or English or dub if you watch on a Funimation. Seeing the dub, it's okay. I prefer the original language.
0: Well, yeah, because it's easier to... I mean, if you can't divvy up between reading subtitles and, and just trying to hear in its original language, I don't know. I mean, why aren't you... You're not really watching in its natural form.
1: No, and you can see the difference between how Japanese voice actors make bring the characters alive versus some English voice actors. I'm not knocking on English voice actors because English voice actors do record separately. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in English with dubbing... You have to try to match the the, the, the flat movements of the mouth, mm-hmm. and they have to condense the script sometimes. Try to match those flat movements, while in the in you know the original you know English language original language version is different. Because what they do is the actors are in the same room, and they record together, and so they can bounce off each other and stuff to give that you know chemistry and camaraderie, almost like a radio show almost. But um, yeah. So congratulations, Oda-san, for a thousand chapters. I know a lot of manga artists were doing, like, little tributes to him. I think Horikoshi-sensei from uh, My Hero Academia did, like, a little One Piece picture of uh, Deku and his classmates dressed out as characters from One Piece as well. Like, a lot of, like, manga artists are paying tributes to him because he's still the OG. He's still doing it. He's still writing it. He's still drawing it. I think he took some time off because of health and stuff, but he's back and writing it again. Oh, wait, what? But that's why because they released that chapter on Sunday simultaneously so everyone in Japan and the rest of the world got at the same time if you had like the is the Viz Media Shonen Jump app if you subscribe you can read the manga digitally the on there as well there's a lot of manga artists are going to like digital now so it's one thing as well um I think also this starting this year I've been reading more and more manga and one that's why I'm also my other resolution is pretty much reading more try to get more manga just spread out my horizons not to be limited to one genre, so I have been like jumping from different genres. Um, like I said, I've been, I've been, I've been reading like My Hero, Attack on Titan, um, I started reading Fire Force, um, Goblin Slayer. I got into Then Rent a Girlfriend. I started reading as well. I started reading Rent a Girlfriend just because I'm starting to read a little bit of romantic comics. It's kind of hilarious. Too. I'm trying more comedic mangas as well. Like I said, try to spread my horizons a little bit when it comes to, like, reading manga. And not, you know, get stuck in the one genre. Which, I to me, I see myself more like the action, fantasy style type ones, which I do like. But I try and, like, go into the other genres. Like I said, I got One Piece as well and there. You throw that into a mix as well. So that's, like, one of my other resolutions, too, is try to branch my horizons when it comes to manga. Um, and that'd be good. Do you have any resolutions to make this year?
0: Well, yeah, and that would be to find better news, because now they just reported that going back to the Tanya Roberts thing, she actually just passed away. Now it just confirmed? Yeah. But it was so, like back and forth. Yeah, now. it's like an episode of Rest of Development. Um and Yeah, it's saying, um, after a premature announcement over the weekend uh, the day before in Mountain Sinai Hospital, Tanya was actually reported to be dead, but on Monday afternoon January 4th was discovered to actually still be alive. Now, TMZ is reporting that she passed away on Monday night, and her partner Lance O'Brien confirms that The doctors called him and told him the tragic news. She was rushed to the hospital in LA on Christmas Eve after collapsing with the home walk from Doug. Yeah, so she did actually pass away. Okay, so, so they, they pulled the plug, but they're not, but the publicist ran with it as saying that she was dead, but she wasn't officially pronounced dead until well yesterday. Uh, so it, it looks like it was just a bumble from e- either well, the publicist running with it, and, uh, her husband barely getting the news from the doctor now, so she actually did pass away at 65, unfortunately, holy shit, um, yeah, geez, one resolution I'd want is to fucking get better news, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I, and I know we do these resolution things every year, or at least people try to hold it up, uh, one for me, I think, is just to, yeah, get back into the gym, and, I know in the Midwest, it's kind of hard to do all that because it's so damn cold and and some people do have cars commute. Uh, Yours truly does not at the moment. Uh, So I'm finding ways of trying to play my time with getting used to being outside a little more because I despise the cold. But uh, it's just a reality at the moment. And and I know on days uh, I actually do enjoy it, the winter. But right now we've had such weird weather these past couple months that I know in January is when we hit our home stretch. When it comes to what our winter plays out, uh, except in February when that they, you know, some people still hold on to the groundhogs tradition shit, but I don't But so far
1: it hasn't case. been too bad. I don't think, yeah. it, I mean, Canada otherwise is a different story, but so far here with us, it hasn't been as bad as I no, know. No, it, it it's Temperatures not, have been holding not. okay. Uh-huh. I mean, we haven't hit dipped the, the negatives yet, so it's been so far okay. I mean, I'll take that.
0: I'll take I'll take over negatives better than anything. I mean, we have those wind chill days that are not the best because that's what really fucks us up in Illinois. Is it's not, it's the fact that it either rains or snows on the same day. It's windy as shit, so it makes it unbearably hard to do things outside. And then that winter like laziness comes in because because you know we only have so much sunlight and and naturally for some people who. Like if they work the nine to five, you know, they get out and it's already dark. Or if you're up in the morning and there's only like that, that it starts getting sunny around six 30, seven o'clock. So like you're only getting so much semblance of sunlight and we need that shit. So, uh, I guess one resolution for me is just to get more active again and mm-hmm. like trying to get that routine going better. Um, just to close out 2020. Cause it's been such a weird year, um, for everyone, not just me. Uh, but for everyone involved so uh and to read more i think that's one of my resolutions too because i have a lot of books i gotta finish um and i did a good job of it 2020 so i want to uh carry that over to 2021 and 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 uh keep track of it i know there's websites out there you can keep track of it um Mm. our friend ivan does it for movies he he's he's on this website community that they you can leave reviews for movies and he loves that shit so like he just loves movies and now um he has a place to where he'll leave little reviews and Mm -hmm. it tracks you know just which movies he's seen i know you could do the same thing on imdb it's been like that for years i just don't like it's not it's one of those things where i'm not inclined to do because i'm not a big movie person like i'll watch a movie but it's it's it takes a lot for me to watch a movie as compared to a show or a documentary um i i get more inclined to watch stuff like that but like mainly i I divvy up my entertainment value by going on YouTube or sometimes checking out Netflix or watching some trashy reality show or, um, but right now my, my resolution is to get more into, uh, and to catch more bulls games, uh, keep active with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as much as it hurts to say, sports these days, uh, basketball is the only thing I really watch. And, and I, for one, have really loved the fact that it ended in like October ish times, but then it picked right back up in December. So I'm not hating on that. Um, even though the Bulls weren't in the bubble. But now that they're playing the season and uh, there's some sort of semblance of hope going on, I'm I'm really enjoying NBA basketball right now um, as a, a nice little escape from that. So that's another resolution I want to have is play more basketball this year once the weather gets better and uh, I'm, I'm more mobile again. But uh, yeah, dog, I don't know. Uh, I have a lot of personal resolutions as more people have uh, instead of like I wish for world peace, and all it's like, dude. That's I, I, I am all for it as much as the next person, but that's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, especially with times now, people seem to be getting more uh, edgier, as you could like, uh, as a, as you could see with how things are becoming so polarized, and it's. I think it's only gonna carry over from here. I mean, the entertainment these days has been excellent because. Oh yeah, Cobra cool Kai just came out. Yeah, Cobra Kai. Just I, mean, came out. I
1: still haven't guy into it yet. I mean, it'll probably be a next segment in the next episode or two. Well, because I still got we still got to watch Cobra Kai season three, yeah, and four has been already in the works as well. So it's like they already got plans for the show beyond.
0: And that's the thing. Like I, I know, I know people are gonna jump on it because it was so popular until the end of the year, um, and it really hit a stride, and and that's cool. I'm, I'm glad for them. It's just that, like, I get that feeling every time that happens when when something's trending high. Mm-hmm. It makes me more. Inclined to not watch it just yet, cause it, like, I watched and I'm gonna be a hipster for that moment. I watched Cobra Kai when it was still on YouTube. Like I, I did. I watched the first two seasons and then they uploaded it to Netflix. And I was like, oh shit, they put Cobra Kai That's cool. And everyone's like, oh, you got to see this. Have you seen? It? I was like, yeah, I saw this like two years ago. Like, and it wasn't to knock them. It's because they had the first season regular for free, and then I think they put like, um they did the second season on YouTube Red. But like you could still watch it a little later, and they and I had YouTube read for a little bit, uh, a premium back. in... this was like twenty seventeen. So mm-hmm. as I'm saying, like the show is not new necessarily, but I do like considering that we, I mean, we reviewed the credit kid. Like, considering that they're getting a new a chance. Um, I read an art. They they're um, they were on the latest Esquire I got with the uh, what's those guys again? Boy band, uh, from Korea. What's uh, BTS. BTS. There you go. Um, they did a a big article on them but they did an article on Cobra Kai so they got to talk to Billy Zapka and uh, Ralph Macho and how it feels to be back and they, and they they have nothing but good things to say um, if you guys subscribe to Esquire or if not or go on the website I'm sure they have a good drop on it the article they had uh, what the interviewer going out there but it was really cool to see like those guys because they talked about it like how does it feel um, coming back and and. After so many years to do the same thing. And, like, nothing but blessed. Like, they were talking, well, "Where were you at? Uh, and Macho was just saying, well, I was just, you know, my my family doing my thing. Um, still doing, like, little parts here and there. And, and Billy Zapka was doing his thing as well. But he was still doing the show. And so, when they got picked up to do the third season, they were, like, he was shocked. Like, what? This is actually happening? Like, yeah, let's do it. So, it got their creative juice floor. They, um, the only thing they had wished... Um, is that what Pat Morita's passing? That they wish they that he got to see it because he was a big um, after the end of the series after part three, and then they try to carry it with the Hillary Strunk one. Um, after all that, like he wanted to, he saw and envisioned the Karate Kid becoming a TV series, mm. and so that's the only thing Ralph and him because uh, they both want, that was the last time they saw each other. Billy Zafka and Ralph was at, at Pat Morita's funeral. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was literally the longest time they didn't get together. So like. They, and, and to say like in a longer standing session, because they would, they would see each other at convention meetups and all that, but now that COVID happened, they said like they couldn't have felt more grateful to be able to go and back and film and work on stuff like this because it, yeah, it's their baby. It's like, they, they are fully aware. It's like, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Karate Kid. Like they didn't expect it to be like this, but they, they owe their lives to that work. And, and Macho even says it in there like, yeah, I tried to get, cause they asked him about like, I know you were trying to wave off the karate kid stick and try to try your hand at different roles. You know we saw him in um, the Outsiders. My cousin Vinny, of course, like, and and that's the thing that he that he always carried a chip on his shoulder with that he didn't want to be seen as that. And I'm sure there's a lot of actors who go through the same struggle. They want to be like typecast, typecasted after a big role, um, culturally accepted and. And Billy Zapka, like he played the good '80s rich dude in the other ones too. Like he, he. You played like the bad guy. Now, he's your always... typical '80s like antagonist and bad in, boy, in, in, like, yeah. in those high school type of films. But they, I love that they they were very humble with it and and the, the to see them like it, it didn't feel so choppy because it was like I I've been reading Esquire for a long time now and I always liked their articles and what they do and and never it felt like a good interview that they didn't it didn't they weren't trying to like give you those Hollywood answers. Like it really felt nice that they, they recognized that like, no, I'm done with that ego I had back then. Like, I'm just excited to play this and, and to see Billy with his kids and then to see him kind of uh, play that, that, that role, because I guess Zapka said that like he dealt with similar, like similar themes and, and, and Johnny Lawrence's character and, and his own personal life. So it was nice that like, they're able to do this again and for them to like, yeah, let's set this up and to have so much creative control with it. And they play so well together that you see that transcend on the screen. And, and it gives uh, the younger crew to come in and try to take the, and as we can see, the series is paying out and Netflix gave them that green light. And I think for them is a smart strategic move to drop it right in the new years, because it was such a good hit between uh, when like November ish going into the winter season. So, I mean, God, and for Netflix, kind of losing a lot of their um, anchor shows that were really like nostalgic pieces at this point for a different generation. Well, like ours, and especially like um, you, like you mentioned, the we can talk about The Office now if you want. Like how it's 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 uh, yeah, it's sad not to see it on Netflix anymore because it but was easy. Uh, it's to. funny
1: how Peacock now. Knowing that they they got it. Out. I've been seeing more commercials of the office now.
0: Yeah, oh my fucking god. It's oh, yeah. everywhere. It's and everywhere. then
1: all of a sudden they decided to release it. I guess there was another four scene cold open. I guess this one had to be from like season nine because Dwight was the manager of the paper company yeah. at that time. Yeah. So they they pretty much parody the Matrix, which was really cool, very really interesting, and I can see why they didn't make it to the air, but it was hilarious. Because I like for a fact with Dwight's like, you got a choice between the blue or red pill. He's not taking none because he, he's manager a paper company, a building, he owns. He wants to. He likes, his,
0: he likes his uh his blue pill life. Yeah, He liked it a lot. I mean, it, and it, and considering that was Dwight's character, it makes sense. I mean, it plays out exactly what you would think it is the the Morpheus and Neo uh, red pill blue pill scene. It's exactly played out the same way, just with Office characters. It's really nice. You know, I do spoil like, for the people who actually paid for Peacock. I'm sure that scene's in there. I, I remember no, seeing No, I think that. they added,
1: like, all the stuff. Like, the difference is this, having the Office on Peacock versus on Netflix now, with least Peacock, they, they, what I like about what it did was, you go on there, and pretty much now they, they have the whole series run. Mm-hmm. But now you can see, like, the bonus stuff. You can see, like, the never-foreseen stuff. Um they have episodes catered to if you want to see the best of like the best episodes featuring this character or best episodes like the best of Pam or the best of Jim or the best of Dwight episodes or so the it's, best it's of Mike. It's, Michael. More, organized. So, time, it's right? more organized and spread out like to cater to your needs. So it yeah, it's a shame that people like Netflix, you know, lost the rights, but hey, you know, Netflix is trying to do his next you know they're trying to do their next real big run of course they're gonna get Seinfeld I think later this year oh God
0: here we go yeah it's just gonna it's gonna it's gonna give a new life to a lot of these sitcoms who only found the home on network shows and as we see the continuance of uh cable TV becoming uh something to where it's a niche which I mean I want. I'll look up the numbers on demographics when it comes to cable cable provider owners and and like compared to streaming. I'm sure it's the older demographic of people, like the Boomer generation, and people who don't want to switch over, or specifically niche ones, you know, sports packages and all that. But we have all that offered on on YouTube TV stuff, Hulu. Um, we get that even then, so it's we're gonna go back. It's just all. It's just what it's doing is ballooning, and it's gonna go back to one specific provider giving you access to all the damn streaming ones under one roof. And yeah, all it will help with is you aggregate your passwords and your account usernames to just one spot. But at the same time, it's like there's the decentralization of streaming was what helped make the big provider guys shake up their boots a bit and now we're kind of just going back it's like it's fanning out but then it's just going to go back and it's like what's the what's the game what's going to be the end game here well i mean one
1: thing i'm looking forward to i can't wait for next week is wandavision comes out the 15th of this month oh, so yeah. we're finally going to start off with a marvel show marvel Studios show this year finally after one year after last year being the first time that no Marvel show property was featured. Because everything got pushed back to this year. I mean, hopefully finally get to see Black Widow. Um, when it just comes out the 15th of the next, so it's coming out next week. Can't wait for that. Looking forward to it. And I read too, it's going to be like nine episodes. That's it? Hopefully they're long enough.
0: <sighs>
1: hopefully they don't do the way the Mandalorian season two where Oh, dude. It's yeah. like one 30 minute episode, one forty minute episode. It bounces back and forth. Well, right now that's what I read. Like I read a recent article that pretty much because they were trying to figure out what the series what the series order is going to be, and they said like nine nine episodes right now. Because supposedly this is supposed to be a transition to between it's supposed to lead into the Doctor Strange sequel, which apparently is still in pre production right now. So because supposedly it's going to, because Scarlet Witch should be featured heavily in that film as well. Because I think Spider Man the third Spider Man kind of leads into that. Because the third Spider-Man is going to lead into the whole WandaVision like timeline-wise. Because the whole multiverse universe. Mm. But yeah, at least we finally get to see a Marvel Studios production this year. Um, And of course, you know, Spider-Man is in production right now with so many things being announced for it. With so many casting. And um, to me, another thing this year I'm looking forward to is like watching um anime course because I am the anime guy um on the on the crew so giving you guys recommendations like right now I've been watching this one anime called um, Standing on a Million Lives it's like these three high school students and each of them gets sucked into this uh game-like world by this game master who gives them quests and pretty much they complete the quest and you know, and sometimes they get, once they get the left party members, if one of them dies, they got four seconds to revive. Kind of like a video game, but as long as their other party members are alive, they're still technically alive. And they're considered heroes in this game world. They do these quests, and they go back to the regular world. But they're like either game prepared for this conflict that's going to happen into their world by doing these quests in the in the game world. Like this game master gives them these quests for exchange for like any questions they have. I'm like at episode 8 or 9 right now. And it's not bad. Um, it's interesting. I think it's based on a manga as well. It's one of those like animes that came out late winter of last year going to this year. Like I said, there's one a bunch of them I just barely got into. I think I did one that I finished. Um, one that was its whole run. Um, which Tonikawa, Fly Me to the Moon. Which is... It's a romantic comedy. Which like I said, I'm trying to expand my horizons. And watch his a job. It was really good. Um, it's really good story. Good plot. I can give that as my recommendation. If you guys want to see it. It's called Tanikawa. flying Me to the Moon. Um, it's on Crunchyroll. Um, Premium of the story is this kid named NASA. For Starry Sky. His name is NASA. After the <laughs> NASA. After the U.S. NASA program. And he's this is kid who's really smart. You know, pretty much what happens is he's walking home. From school, like his three year junior high before going to high school, and all of a sudden, he sees this redheaded girl, pink or reddish pinkish hair girl, goes out there, gets almost hit, gets hit by like luckily, does survives getting hit by a truck. Does this girl risk her life to save him from getting hit by a truck? Falls in love with this girl at first sight, goes on a drill and try and finally catches up to her, and he says that hey. Uh, when I get better I want to see you again. I want to date you. Like, and she says, like, I only go with you if you marry me. And it's like two years later, this kid's so smart. He foregoes high school, studies at home because he hasn't recover from his injuries. And to the point he's working like an IT job for a restaurant and stuff. Like a common job for a restaurant. Um, and pretty much this girl finds him like two years later. And she comes to his door with a marriage license and the permission to get married. And they end up being gay married. And so they are going late night to the Japanese like, government office agency to, to turn in information. And it's funny because the workers are there, because they do late night things, it's kind of interesting. They do late night things, and it's all the, the guy sends it off. It's like, oh, congratulations, you're married. Here's your plan. Commemorate <laughs> your marriage. And they're just going through the tribulations of a young couple in marriage. And she's not one of those girls where... She likes the simple things. She's like, she doesn't ask her a lot. And the dude, like, he's so smart. At the same time, he's questioning himself. How did she end up with me? And all that stuff. So, like, almost like kind of an inferiority complex. But I like the effect how he panics and stuff. In the, in the anime itself. And I think it's also a manga that's still running right now. But the anime just finished its run. I think it was like 12 episodes. But it did like a 13... They did a special episode like a flashback. But... It's funny. The song is freaking... Like the opening theme song It's kind of funny it's always, like a dub set song because it's like the girl, the act, the singer, like this one point when she's singing, it's like then she starts this quick like singing verse with the music. Like the music, the tempo goes up and she's singing really fast and like holy shit. But it's really good. Check it out. Tanakawa, Fly Me to the Moon. It's on um, Crunchyroll. Definitely check it out. It's really funny. And they do have an English dub for it and it's funny with Crunchyroll. They're starting to dub it in other languages. Oh. So, because yeah... You can watch the, the country was are starting to dub with their own actors, but they have like an English a uh, Spanish dub Germany because remember they got Viz Media Europe. Europe, so they got access to other stuff from other countries as well. So yeah, so that's what got another resolution. That's my third resolution is watching more different types of anime. I just I mean like jumping between show to show. But that was like one anime I like watched it all the way through. Watch this sub first, like I like to watch a sub first. If I'm interested, maybe I'll go back to the dub. But right now, with me learning Japanese and stuff, I'm trying to watch the subs first. So I can pick up on the pronunciations and the dialect and all that stuff.
0: Which is always good. I mean, you're kind of teaching. It, it
1: helps with now. my, you know, helps with my classes right now with Duolingo and stuff. Um, trying to think of any other news right now. Let me see
0: here. I don't even know what to believe anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. Um... Hopefully, you guys. I saw the. Um, I'm gonna go into Russian a little bit. Um, and what's cool about it is... um, I saw the AEW Dynamite tribute show to Brody Lee. If you remember from the last episode of the podcast, I mentioned that Brody Lee, who went by Luke Harper in WWE, passed away at the age of 41 from a lung issue. Apparently, I found out from one of the reports they talked to Jim Ross. Apparently, what happened was. Um, Brodie Lee had, um, um, he pretty much had lung issues to the point that his lungs were collapsed, or like his lungs were, the function of his lungs were collapsing, and I guess it was too late for him to get a transplant. But AEW pretty much, what they did was, was really great from them, um, WWE finally kind of caught up and did their own tributes to Brody Lee as well, but they felt since Brody Lee was more, AEW they let them, you know, do a homage to him, and well, it was cool. I taped the episode on Wednesday. Watched it. We actually watched it on New Year's Day. We uh, watched part of it New Year's Eve and watched it on New Year's Day. My folks and I loved it. Um, they did a phenomenal job. They used a lot of the dark, dark order stablemates. You know, they were in tag matches with you know the uprising of the with mostly with the faces of AEW and you tag matches. And stuff. All with they're all wearing RIP Brody Lee head um, armbands. Doing tribute to Tony Khan. You know the president of AEW they did a special thing for Brody Lee Jr. Um, presented with the TNT belt, saying he's TNT champion for life, and pretty much did a little, little tribute to him. Um, Eddie Kingston, um, I was watching Being the Elite yesterday, and freaking um, Eddie Kingston, who I'm enjoying in AEW. Like, I mean, I'm a WWE guy, but AJ has been really good right now when it comes to timeline. And watching Being the Elite um, gave out a great speech in the backstage, like giving like almost like a pet talk, like an emotional pet talk. When they were yeah, doing the episode, of they were doing the episode, I am uh, they were doing it for Brody. You know, Brody's watching us and stuff. You know, we're doing this for you, but bro, brother. Um, and you know, it sucks when you lose somebody. You know, you work with, and you know, you work in the same industry. But why he did it is because helping his family. You know, and I like the fact that AEW came here All the uh, Udo superstars came together to help. You know, his family, and they're doing that as well. So I won't be surprised that most of their salary, most of their, they're trying to do his best to help take care of the family as well, the Brody Lee family. So definitely check out if you did check out. I think it's on demand as well, but check out the Brody tribute show on AEW Dynamite. Definitely check it out. And then of course on um, Raw decided to do the Legends Night last night, which to me, I don't know if they were doing it just much much of a ratings. Much of the ratings when it comes, but yeah, they had a few legends on there, a few relevant ones. I wish, I wish Steve Austin was on there, but they had Hogan on there, Jimmy Hart, Tatonica, Mickey James. I guess Mickey James is a legend now because, of course, she was still active competitor, but I think with injuries, um, I guess she's retired, slowly retired. We got to see Molina, Tori Wilson, um, Booker T, Teddy Long. Um, of course, we had Ray Owen picking on the big show, he picked on Mark Henry. And then, um, you know, Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee had a great um, WWE Championship match. It was a good match. I wish Keith Lee would have won. But I think right now, just keeping it about on Drew. And to me, it's the whole Vince still liking the old, the old guard. Because all of a sudden, at the end of the match, Goldberg makes his appearance. And you can tell that's what the next match is going to be for Drew McIntyre. He's got to face Goldberg at Royal Rumble, looks like the way it's looking like. And it's kind of funny how after he gets shoved by Goldberg, It's the, the show ends like there. I don't know, bad editing, WWE USA, bad way to end the show like that. Not even more going on after that, but... I would say Legendary like was mediocre at best. Wasn't as great. It kind of sucks, you know, not having an audience interact with. Um, but... I know the, I'm looking forward to World Rumble. You know, that's what I like about January is because the World Rumble is usually the end of January. Um, and, of course, if you're not familiar with Royal Rumble, you know, it's every year. Um, pretty much, um, Rumble, 30 men enter. You know, the only way to get eliminated is by throwing over the top rope, to the on the floor, and the winner gets a title shot at WrestleMania. So, with a lot of names like AJ Styles, Ray Norton. Ray Norton declaring for, for Royal Rumble, so we we'll have to see who's who me in it, but it looks like the program right now, the program right now is Goldberg and Drew McIntyre doing this WWE Championship match to Royal Rumble, and right now so far the guys right now for the Men's World Rumble, so the only ones that they clear so far for the Men's World Rumble from men's side is Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Ray Norton, and from the women's side, Nia Jackson, Charlotte Flair, so of course their declarations we have to wait and see as the weeks go on. Well, who else will be entering a rumble, and what's going to happen. So, yeah, I want to at least talk about some time of wrestling in this podcast. You know, try to expand on, you know, pop culture and all this stuff. Because wrestling, for the most part, is part of pop culture, you know. And like I said, definitely check out that AEW Dynamite tribute to The Life of Brody Lee. It was really good. Really I, I almost cried because it's like, I remember, you know... I remember watching the Raw back in 99 after Owen Hart passed away. I remember seeing the Raw after it, after Owen Hart passed away in that accident. And, you know, the emotions that the Superstars did, but they did it for Owen. Same thing when Eddie Guerrero passed away as well. I saw how the tribute was to Eddie Guerrero as well. How Ray Mysterio dedicated the rest of his career to Eddie Guerrero. He was run for the championship in honor of Eddie Guerrero. So, it shows how... Everyone comes together to honor their fallen comrade and, you know, help each other pick up the pieces and, you know, help the family and help carry the legacy that, what that you know, that person built. You know, and I can see that Brody, Brody Lee made a positive impact. I saw the trivia videos from the WWE side as well and how much of an impact Brody had on his colleagues, you know, people in the backstage and how how he was willing to help younger talent and help everybody and keep up a good mood in the locker room and do everything for his family, basically. He was a family man, so do everything he can, entertain, but at the same time be there for his family, for his two boys, for his two sons and his wife, Amanda. So, like I said, definitely check out the BET episode that was released yesterday. And also, if you did record the AEW Dynamite episode, the the Left broadly, I think it's also available on demand if I'm checking if you go on 18 and I think it's on demand as well definitely check it out um, it was a great tribute show um, like I said this new year is going to be interesting I mean right now probably the way Biko and I were pretty much going through and it looks like this coronavirus is still evolving and we got this new strand like the UK is locking down again and Japan is on its way too as well um, us as well possibly and well, that's the way you see but definitely everybody do what you can, you know. Like I said, just get prepared for another year of, you know, reviews. Like I said, as long as pop culture stuff's still going around, we're still going to be talking about it. Um, I'll say for right now, like, plans for the podcast moving forward. Um, if you guys are interested for us to do more, like, movie commentaries, I know me and Biko had a blast of doing the, the Karate Kid movie commentaries. I did have a blast doing it, especially with Cobra Kai. Like, we definitely want to do more movie commentaries. If you guys have any suggestions for like films you want me to be go do a commentary on, um, make sure to tweet us at Pop Talking. That's P O P T E L K I N. You tweet us on there using the hashtag Movie Movie Pop. That'd be that be the good hashtag to use it for it. Um, Like I said. We'll probably do more reviews, more commenters on news and stuff as well. Anything that pops up right now. Um, For me-wise, one of the things, too, is I'm going back on Twitch again. Um, You can catch me on Twitch. Um, My channel is twitch.tv slash franchise685. I do um, role-playing streams. So I play a lot of JRPGs, um, like the Telltale game series, I think, Walking Dead for a little bit. A lot of visual... No- I'm trying to get into, like, the visual novel games as well. They did this one called War ended which I need to get battles. One of the first ones I did, I need to go back and finish that. Right now I'm doing the Legend of Heroes, Trace Cold Steel 2 right now. I did, I did the first game. I am doing, going through the second game right now. I got the third game and the fourth game yeah, on my library on PS4 right now. I'm playing through PS4. Because right now, fortunately, I can't get a PS5 because you can't find it anywhere. Because either scalpers are pretty much claiming it for themselves and it's really hard to find it anywhere in this country so you know I've just read too like Japan pretty much I guess they cancel manufacturing on some miles of the PS4 so PS4 is slowly phasing out but at the same time Sony is still going to be supporting the console so I'm going to still keep streaming on it so like I said um, I'm going to be playing the PS4 until it's no longer being supported firmware wise and hopefully by the end of this year or possibly into next year I'll get a PS5 but right now, bear with me, I am going to be trying to go on Twitch as much as I can, while at the same time working on the podcast. Um, and maybe I'll design more shirts and design more shirts for the store as well. But make sure you go on com and check out our store. Um, it's com slash store slash Talking Bob. I did put up new designs uh, for shirts and face masks now, because I apparently can make face, face masks now with a logo on there, so... Definitely check this out. There's the pops are out our mascot logo on there. Um, there's a beagle shirt. It's a franchise shirt. You can check it out on there as well. Um, but like I said, our plans are besides doing movie commentaries, which we do do. Like again, like I said, if you have any suggestions for movie commentaries, make sure to tweet us and make sure to follow us on Twitter at Pop Talk you can tweet us on there using the hashtag Movie Pop. Um, more like news ex- episodes. Um, we do like to get our friends back on the podcast as guests. Um, you know, buddy Ivan or former Rooney and good friend Mondo, um, maybe we'll bring back, you know, Cindy again from Welcome to the Neighborhood as well, um, just to catch up and stuff, um, and many and many other people that we went through our circle of friends might be trying to have more guests as well on the podcast, resolutions for the podcast pretty much. More commentaries, more movie commentaries, more reviews, maybe we'll do another like top five episode again like top five you know topic wise when i'm doing our top you know choices episode uh, we'll go through the pod deck deck again and shuffle the episode idea cards and see what we can do because i know a lot of people like that desert island game we played that was just by pod decks you know we have to think pod decks because you know being a sponsor for a podcast as well is great that's one of our goals last year and it's still gonna be a goal this year is to get more sponsorship for a podcast so we can get more outlook everywhere but i do appreciate like because we do appreciate you guys listening in you know especially our international listener listeners taking their time to listen to us rant <laughs> pretty much if you ever want to see what crazy americans are um thank you so much um another thing too is to get you know more sponsorship and get our platform out there um right now i didn't mention i did not mention but we are trying to get ourselves on pandora as well so we'll try to get ourselves on other um broadcasting platforms as well try to reach you know you guys you know trying to reach more to a bigger audience like you guys well like like i said i do thank you guys for joining us you know through our run so far it's gonna be our fourth year now you know we've been doing this for three years um we're not gonna stop i mean when doing this like now we've been doing this show weekly now before we used to do it sporadically but this is september of last year we started doing this weekly or was it two years ago? I can't remember. Um, but we've been doing this consistently. i also like to thank Anchor so much for helping us out getting this platform out on our platforms. We appreciate your help, Anchor, for all you do. And we do want to thank you, Spotify as well. We also want to thank iHeartRadio because you're one of the platforms that luckily decided to pick us up last year. We do appreciate that as well. Hopefully Pandora will approve us as well. Apple as well. Thank you so much for helping us as well. And like I said, the very important thing is you guys, the listeners, I cannot thank you enough for listening to our podcast. You know, it gives me a motivation to do this every Tuesday. It's something, you know, I started as more of a hobby, but it's become something like part of my life now. And I love to share my knowledge and my opinions on what's going on in the world of pop culture. Because it's something that I grew up on. And it's something that's still relevant in my life today. I'm still playing video games I'm still reading manga, reading comics, you know, watching anime, watching movies, watching television, reading on pop culture news, finding out what's going on in the world, what other people's opinions are, you know, try to stay relevant today, you know, music-wise, I'm so behind. Um, but, you know, I cannot thank you enough so much for listening to us. Anyway, I do appreciate it a lot from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. For listening to us. And, and welcome us into your homes. And your listening devices. Um, like I said. We got a lot of big things. planned for the podcast. Hopefully this year. One of my goals this year is to actually go to another convention. Hopefully we do get another convention. Hopefully in the summer. Because remember the last convention me and Biko went. Was C2E2 last year. And we were fortunate enough to be there. Before the pandemic hit. So hopefully this year. Will allow us to have a convention. I would love to go to a convention again and you know do an episode based on our feedback from the convention. So, um, I do want to get into that and we'll see. And like I said, we just started 2021, so like I said, this is an interesting year, and hopefully, and like I said, especially with COVID and stuff, guys, please wear a mask. You know, it doesn't hurt. Do that for yourselves, do it for everybody else. Try to curb this, curb the numbers stay safe, you know, practice social distancing, take care of yourselves, and right now Biko is like detained for a minute, he had to walk for a little bit, but I'm sure he'll probably say the same thing, um, Biko will probably be back with more like pro from the Reddit, um, maybe we'll start having, maybe we'll start doing a segment, maybe we'll do an episode on Reddit, other topics on Reddit, so we'll do that, so, so we'll, like I said, we got a lot of things planned for the podcast. I don't know it's kind of dragged down so much about podcast plans. But like I said, this is a episode to kick off this year. And we wanted to give you guys like what our plans are for this for the rest of this year. So like I said, we're going to keep doing the weekly shows. Um, we are going to be doing, like I said, if you're interested in movie commentary, we'll definitely go into that. We'll, hopefully we'll do a review on Cobra Kai Season 3 once we watch it. Um, I'll do more anime reviews as well and some movie reviews. With theaters not being open, you know, and resources unlimited, We try to see our best to see what current films we want to go see. And hopefully with the Marvel films. I'm looking forward to One Division Way. do a review on Marvel properties as well. So I'm going to end this episode now. Hopefully, I was hoping Biko will come back. But unfortunately, she's on a phone call right now. So I'm just going to have to sign off for both of us. Um, thank you so much um, for joining us today. Uh, We're going to rest your week, guys. We'll see you again next Tuesday. Stay safe, wear a mask, and geek on, and take care. We'll see you next week. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash talkandpop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TALKPOP and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care.